Podcast Assemble. This is Cape Crisis, episode number four. This is your host, Henry Gilbert. Henry Gilbert. What up, Hank? H E R N E double eleven Y Niner. H R G H R H E R E N E Y D I C K N W A C P. All right. Oh, anyway. your bit already? That was a good thing. So this uh, this episode, I'm here with regular co-host Christopher and T. Am I regular now? Well, yeah, oh, been I've been promoted. Episode. Yeah, and then also I'm. Uh, this is Mike Grimm. Really excited to be here on HulkDick.com for first the first time, time on the uh-huh. show, man. And you, unlike Tyler Wilde, like comic books to an extent. Comics. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You don't look down on him. No, no, no. absolutely not. He no. looks down on the ones you like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I turn oh, my nose up. That's true. I read fancy graphic novels. Graphic Thank you very novels. much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so this is our, uh, in case it's your first episode, this is our comic book podcast on the Laser Time Podcast Network. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we talk about uh, superhero books, but also grown-up stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, news of the week, uh, listener questions, all that stuff. So... Speaking of which, let's go into the news of this week. Um, I think the first big one is uh, um, Marvel Comics announced their digital plans this week. Oh, day and date, day and date, day and date. Well, they had already <laughs> revealed they were going to do day and date, okay. but now they're doing this new thing called Marvel Infinite uh, Universe, Infinite Comics, like where they're they're more than just a motion comic. That's what they mm-hmm. say. Like Mark Wade. So one of my favorite. Who, superheroes that never went anywhere. Nova, who I love. Yeah. Nova's a super cool hero. Check him out at Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. That's right. Home from, apparently. <laughs> I, had heard, I had heard through the grapevine that Marvel was pushing really hard for Nova to be in that game, which was weird because, like, at the time, nobody gave a shit about Nova. Like, he, he was actually yeah. dead. So, huh. Do they have plans for him, I guess? These are the plans. Oh, so the my. first Marvel Infinite comic which is augmented uses augmented reality and stuff. I'm not exactly wow. sure. It ties into Avengers versus X-Men, the next big crossover that starts next mm-hmm. month or this month. And it stars Nova, <gasps> written by Mark Wade, mm-hmm. uh, with art by uh, Nova is yeah. also my uh, favorite female character in the first Planet of the Apes movie. <laughs> no, it's, uh, what it's is my sci- favorite Chevy? Oh, nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> Oh, what, his uh, silent concubine? No, uh, it's Zira. It, it, <laughs> oh, that's Zira. No, 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 it, oh. no, it's, no, it is, yes, my favorite character is Zira. I can't, I can't. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> why would you like yeah, Nova? You wouldn't like, like her. And I do. She's really pretty. She, she was is. fucking the head of the studio. That's how she got that job. Uh, Planet of the Apes, people. Great comics from Boom Comics. Uh, is that her name? Daryl Zanuck. No, that was the head of Fox Studios for a while. Don't know. Anyway, the artist is Stuart Immanine. Immanine. He did the he did oh. the uh, art for Fear Itself last hey. year's big crossover. Anyway, it's just so weird that like Nova is the star of their big new digital comics push. Mm-hmm. And well, why it, him? Why is that? A, is that can't be a, a safe? Well, bet, they're they're trying to make him. They're trying to elevate a new character. Well, not a new character. He's mm-hmm. been around since like 1973. But they're trying to elevate someone instead of just Wolverine could have started it, but Wolverine's... Well, that leads me to believe they don't want to take a chance with the platform itself, with a established character. Yeah, maybe so, but, uh, but I don't know. It, Mark Wade and Stuart, him and, and Stuart are, uh, are big forces. Like, wouldn't waste them on something they don't care about. I'm mm. trying to find out a bit about Nova himself. Can you tell me anything well, about Nova, Nova? Nova, the original Nova, is Richard Ryder. He was a member of the Nova Corps, which is kind of a, a Green Lantern ripoff. I see. Um, I see. With, with he's a, a worse outfit. Buckethead? Buckethead is one of his things. Yeah, he has a bucket uh, helmet thing. Uh, he's from New Jersey, but uh, <laughs> battles around in outer space. No, he's, he's extremely powerful, right? <coughs> yeah, like um, should you be hosting the show? <laughs> he could fight with uh, with Silver Surfer. Keep up with him, which That's crazy. is near cosmic level. Yeah, yeah he's, he's pretty powerful. Also, the highest rated show on PBS. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Not Tavis Smiley. <laughs> uh, and, well, when it got announced, Mark Wade was already defending himself. Where people were like, "Oh, so it's a shitty motion comic." Big whoop, and then he's like, "No." I know what motion comics are. I know how awful they are. This isn't it. Please, just trust me. I'm going to... Well, if it's on their comics... If I need a new app that isn't on 
mm-hmm. uh, Kindle Fire or uh, Windows Phone 7. I will not be getting it, but <laughs> if they do make it compatible for those, then we'll Those are both dog shit platforms, seriously. <laughs> just got a Kindle. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's terrible, dude. Oh, just at day one, it worked out of the box like a 16 year old laptop. <laughs> I like my Kindle Fire. Oh, it can go I've fuck read... itself. The best thing it came with was Amazon Prime. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's why I bought it because I had Amazon Prime, which I used to buy comic books, which you could too. Off That's of true. Links on HomeDick.com. Hey, look at that. That's real smooth. Did we plug that? Like when we talk about comics now, we tend to put links in where you can buy them underneath the episode. On LaserTimePodcast.com, you find all the episodes listed together in order at HulkDick.com. That's right. If you need to find the feed because you w- listen to podcasts through weird RSS shit that's not Zune and iTunes or the fucking site that helps us, uh, uh, then just Twitter me. I'll give you the fucking feed. <laughs> um, so uh, continuing from that, the Nova thing is part of um, Avengers versus X-Men. Mm. But another thing was revealed that they say... Uh, Marvel's going to go into it more at WonderCon this weekend. Captain Marvel is coming back. Like, there'll be the big return of Captain Marvel mm-hmm. is happening as part of Avengers vs. X-Men. Are we caring about that? I'm interested just because I always, I always mm-hmm. liked Captain Marvel just because he was, um, I don't know, he was a cool guy. I liked his costume. He was a Kree, even though he looked like a white mm-hmm. man. Because on the Cree planet, the whites are the minority. Whoa, man. <laughs> Just like that John Travolta movie that blew my mind. White Michael. man's burden. White man's burden. My- yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I knew they were real. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. It, was, it reminded Comic- me of Battlestar Galactica. Uh, and it tied it back we together. The- Watch this. Uh, John Travolta also starred in The Punisher. That's true. Mm-hmm. He was the yeah. king of 2004. Set yeah. in, set in uh, authentically Tampa. Well, just so we oh, aren't uh, just so we aren't corrected, he wasn't the kingpin. He oh. was the kingpin type figure. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. And one who was supposed to be set up to become uh, uh, Scar- Jigsaw, but uh, that they didn't follow through with that. They just made uh, a different guy Jigsaw. And he was much it better. No, in the, in Warzone, they just we should watch. Something. It's right there in the shrink wrap. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love we to watch. watch That's supposed to be good. I'd love yeah. to see. It. Anyway, but yes, Nova. Right. I'm interested. They're bringing him back. Um, I'm curious to see what this whole. Uh, infinite thing is i have this nightmare vision in my head of like uh meteors flying at a planet nova rushes off and the next mm-hmm. panel i have to tap him to get them <laughs> to stop I, that is that is <laughs> that is that is what i fear is going to happen with Marvel yeah, i infinite. hope it's better than just shitty voiceover and flash animation I don't like, know. I, there's from a guy mm-hmm. who like somehow ended up with a lot of those weird half-hour VHSs of children's storybooks read by one person yes, with yeah. slow panning over the pages I got the stupid Watchmen uh, thing through Ugh, through work, the motion that. comic, yeah. and it just it brought me right back to that. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Nova Core assembled. <laughs> well, except in the I remember in the Watchmen one, like they'd animate the arm at the elbow of like picking up something. I'm like, come <laughs> on, how stupid! It just seemed for like the lowest common denominator. It couldn't like connect. A panel to another panel. Well, maybe when you turn the page now, you get a nice uh, page turn sound effect. Ooh. I did. I did I like see that, that in a couple of comics that like they have not jarring sound effects, but just very occasionally when you get to a panel where there's a, you know, something bombastic, mm. a tiny sound goes off, uh, and that's nice. And I and I remember th- what I've always wanted to do working on the web: set a tone, get mm. a song, or like just a light score. Whenever I would like go through like blow through graphic novels, I would listen to. Satellite Radio Cinemagic Channel, which is all film mm. scores, no lyrics, and like when you're reading comics, like those swells, those saccharine, over, like overly emotional things, like work perfectly in almost every mm. comic situation. Well, there was a uh, one comic I know uh, called Blue Monday, mm-hmm. uh, published by Oni. Like as you turn the page, like when a mm-hmm. scene would shift, it would then have a little like editor box with an asterisk that says, "My name is sh- Earl." No, <laughs> it said. You should be what yeah, listen. It would it would just what give a, a music direction. Uh, it would be uh, cure just like heaven. It would be a, it would be a deeper cut from the eighties than that. Though. Yeah, but uh, something like that or something Rick from Springfield. Bi- just yeah, <laughs> Rick, not like madness or uh, yeah, adamant song you never heard of before. Uh, stuff like that. That's good. Anything but goody two shoes. No. That's even adamant. That is it. That, right. that, that's his biggest score one for me. I don't have to be corrected by laser time corrections on Twitter. Adam That Ant-Man. guy scares me. I don't like that. Adam Ant-Man. <laughs> Adam Ant-Man. Good. Tying it all back. Yes, uh, I'm bringing it back. Uh, 
Um, also, there is uh, there was a passing uh, this last year, this week. Oh no! Where uh, Mobius, uh, the yes. famous French artist, passed away. Now I I don't have enough authority to talk about Mobius because the only thing of his I read, which makes me sound like a very insulated Marvel nerd, mm. was his Marvel work. Really, his his two issue Silver Surfer story called Parable, which is a really good story, even though. Stan Lee is the quote writer on it. I think I he wrote everything there was to write <laughs> yeah. in Marvel. Really, it was just Mobius doing a really cool Silver Surfer story of Silver Surfer coming to a planet to say Galactus is coming, and they treat him like a god, or they won't let it. I don't know. It was. It's really just such amazing visuals, mm-hmm. and you find out you look back like Mobius. Um, he worked. Uh, he was one that. Lead artists on heavy metal when it yeah. really got started, and, and he's got some amazing stuff out there that I really am now wanting to mm-hmm. look up. Although I'm curious if it's really in print in English these days. Marvel published it a lot back in the past, but not these days. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know much about Mobius? Or? I know a little bit of him. I have a friend who does illustration and stuff, and he does mm-hmm. comics and whatnot. And he was a huge fan of Mobius, and I remember he was super bummed. We were on bowling Sunday night, and he was like in a really bad mood because Mobius had died. Yeah, it's such like a singular style and like definitely yeah. different from what you'd see in American comics. Like his his figure work, like the the way their bodies looked was very And he specific. was such a good fit too for Silver Surfer because he was almost sort of this like low grade kind of psychedelic dude who was just like very uh-huh. much of the seventies and it was like that's the right person to handle Silver Surfer because that whole like galactic thing to me is like it's patently absurd. Like it's ridiculous. But he yeah. kind of handles it with like you know, a seriousness and it's I like, do like how stupid it's why I love Galactus because he's so stupid. And he's just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, a forty-story tall man is going to eat the planet. Yes, and Good. he has a small surfer who was created as a reaction to a trend. Yeah, to <laughs> surf around and help him. And Galactus has existed since the beginning of the universe, yes. like, or since before. That's his secret origin. Galactus existed before the universe began. In the last version of the old universe. So he's like a low-rent reaper. He's bigger <laughs> yeah. than anything in the universe. No. No? The Celestial is way taller than him. My mistake. <laughs> and Eternals. Um, you know, also, before the podcast, we were talking about... Um, oh, I, I, I'm looking up... I looked up his filmography. Oh, uh, Mobius? Yeah. And like, oh, yeah. He. It's ridiculously impressive. That's pretty impressive, too. Alien, uh, Tron, Willow... Yes. Masters of the Universe starring Dolph Lundgren and Courtney Cox. <laughs> Great movie. Uh, Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland and he's the production designer in The Fifth Element. The Abyss? Mm-hmm. Well, he's... Yeah, actually I read that he tried to then sue Luke Besson saying that Fifth Element ripped off a comic book of his for mm. a French comic of his. And then mm-hmm. uh, the fact that he had worked on Fifth Element was mm-hmm. used against him in the lawsuit. We're like, but you worked on it, yeah. so obviously How it looks like know. your stuff. You did the production design. <laughs> if it looks like your stuff, it's because you did it. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. He did the yep. cover art for, for Fade to Black, like a great video game, and mm-hmm. Pansy or Dragoon. Yep. He did wow. it. And he also worked on Blade Runner, too, did design yeah. work for that. Huh. Wow, those yeah. are all pretty iconic. It's terms. funny, you got, yeah. Dude, like, he has got geek cred. Wow. Yeah, that uh, the name escapes me. That other guy gets all the credit for the alien art, but Mobius mm-hmm. worked on it. Geiger. Yeah, Geiger yeah, yeah. gets all the credit. H.R. Geiger. Yeah. Geiger out of the dicks. H.G. Uh, uh, Lovecraft. Style. Lovecraft Geiger. <laughs> and you know, before this, uh, before we started recording, we were talking about, uh, I lent you this book on 90s mm-hmm. uh, film. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and Tarantino's a big part of it. And Tarantino is a big... Well, he's a nerd for everything, honestly. Sure. Like, he knows yeah, yeah. everything. But comic books is one of them. And, like, if you see, like, in Reservoir Dogs, he compares um, the boss in that movie to the thing. He's like, you know, he looks like the thing. Like, the guy from Marvel Comics. And he also has up a Silver Surfer poster in his room. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So... There, uh, in 1995, I believe it was, mm-hmm. there was the Tony Scott, Denzel Washington, Gene Hackman film, Crimson Tide, <laughs> which was actually, it's a good movie, guys. Really, it is. Mm-hmm. It was before, it was Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington yelling at each other. I was trapped going to be the... on a ship. I'm going to die on a ship. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm going to steer this ship everywhere I need it to go because I'm Denzel on a... I thought you were Gene Hackman. I was... I was for a second. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> uh, 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 no, it, I just telling Henry my least favorite genre of film in general is submarine films. 
Das Boat's pretty good. Das Bootico. But this one, like, it's got, uh, it's also, it's not just got those two, but also James Gandolfini is in it too. Oh. And it's just people yelling at each other trapped on a boat saying like, yep. I'm right, we should launch nuclear <laughs> missiles. I'm right, we shouldn't. Oh, right. oh, the die. fate of the world, like, it's, mm. it's really good. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. But. Take, uh, Pelham 1, 2, 3, is a, that's a submarine movie too, right? <laughs> Walter um, Matthau version. But the best thing about it is that it's was rewritten at one point by Quentin Tarantino, and there's some very Tarantino-y. I didn't dialogue you until you you should show me this scene. Like, yeah, there's no other reason. This so would be in here's there. here's the scene that sets up that Denzel Washington is a cool guy, but who could be a cool guy, but also a stern authority figure. Why were you two fighting? Well, I said that the Kirby Silver Surfer was the only real Silver Surfer. And that the Mobius Silver Surfer was shit. And Benefield's a big Mobius fan. And things got out of hand. I pushed him, he pushed me. <laughs> I lost my head, sir. I'm sorry. Rivetti, you're a supervisor. You can get a commission like that. I know it, sir. You're 100% right. It's never happened again. It right? better not happen again. I see this kind of nonsense, I'm going to write you up. You understand? Do you understand? Yes, sir. You have to set an example, even in the face of stupidity. Now, everybody that reads comic books knows that Kirby Silver Surfer is the only true Silver Surfer. Now, am I right or wrong? You're right, sir. All right. Get out of here. Yes, sir. <laughs> wow. Uh, there was an <laughs> argument back then, because Kirby created the Silver Surfer, and he... So everything he does is better for him. His was seen as the true Silver Surfer, but at the time, Mobius was... His parable one was the more popular one. Mm. But Might there uh, be a different... Like, a, you did it first, and you mm. did it best. Well, definitely, uh, like, his surfer is beefier. Like, mm-hmm. Kirby's surfer is beefier with cleaner lines. Mm-hmm. And, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just a funny... It was funny. When I was... A, uh, well, I would have been 13 when it came out. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it, like, to hear Mobius and Kirby yes. said in a movie. And I barely knew who Mobius was then. Like, right. It was nuts. Yeah, no, that definitely seems uh, very ahead of its time. For yeah. yeah, it's and, a deep cut. Right? <laughs> yes, yeah, so that movie came out at the time I was reading Silver Surfer and wouldn't gotten any of that. There. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, uh, and then on top of that, like there, there's one other scene that I love in it that's totally uh, a uh, Tarantino line where one so it's that these are professionals on the sub; they should know everything that's about it. Uh, but for the movie audience, a character has to have something explained to them. Right. So a char- one character goes, hey, we've got to shoot this thing. And then the guy's like, what's that? What is that? And then the guy says, it's this. God, how the fuck did you get on this shit? Like, <laughs> uh, I just like moments like, Crimson Tide, treat yourself, guys. Treat <laughs> <laughs> you want to uh-huh. just like take a break and do like a giant cough? All right. Uh, <laughs> well, I actually was building up to the break. But uh, when we get back, we're going to be talking on the subject of grumpy old men. The movie? And, uh, yes. Well, I want to leave us with a quote. Oh, sure. That's not the right I want to leave you with a quote by Alan Moore. If DC wants to soil themselves in public and kill the representation, reputations of a number of otherwise possibly halfway decent writers and artists, then I'm certainly not going to stop them. And I shall take my fun and my pleasure however it comes. <laughs> Uh, hello, everybody. This is uh, the break where we take a little break to say... Uh, You're really sick. Shush. They can't tell. Yes, they can. I'm dying. Yes, I know. they can. But thank I, you for listening to uh, Cape Crisis. Yes, thank you very much for listening, subscribing. Or if, if you haven't subscribed yet on iTunes, you know, maybe do that. And... Please do so. If you haven't helped add it to Zoom, please do, because I don't want to download that, um, that <laughs> software. I, I should, the first episode I heard is up on Zoom. The others aren't. I don't know why that is. Wasn't the first episode part of Laser Time? Um, I don't know. Okay. Yes, it was. Um, but yeah, and uh, if you're on iTunes, though, you, you know you can always give a good review. Mm-hmm. Marcus for five stars if you want, even four. I'll tell. I'll tolerate four. <laughs> um, uh, so also this, uh, you know, like I, I think I say it all the time, but HulkDick.com yeah. take you to Cape Crisis. Though I do, I post a lot of stuff on the regular. On I posted several things on Laser Time now. Mm-hmm. Two of them comic book based, and I think probably probably most of them will be comic book based, just because. 
that's a that's a muscle I don't get to flex much writing wise these days at my regular job. Because WonderCon's not in town, you can't preview Spider Man. Uh, can you believe I actually mm-hmm. did? Hey, go to GamesRadar.com to read mm-hmm. my preview of the Amazing Spider Man game, guys. Oh. Make sure to click through all those uh, uh, screenshots. Whatever. I'm just saying the Amazing Spider-Man game is not bad. Or it doesn't look bad. It looks better than The Edge of Time if you guys played that. Anyways, I also wanted to use this bit to do my uh, Hank's Corner plug of the week for a comic book. I, I know I forgot it last week, guys. I'm sorry. But this week's is, uh, I mentioned it a little later, is Planetary by Warren Ellis. Uh, Warren Ellis and John Cassidy. John Cassidy's the artist. And they are one of the best writer-artist teams I've read. Their Planetary is probably my favorite um, series of the 2000s, like of the aughts. It, um, Warren Ellis, it's a single-issue series. or Well, it's, it's 26 issues long, but each, each issue is one story. They, it's very specific on that. Mm-hmm. It catalogs the history of pop culture or comics in general. Ooh. Like and it makes references without being obvious about it, and the art is gorgeous. Like John Cassaday um, is most uh, well known for doing the art on Joss Whedon's Astonishing X Men. Ah, who loves? And but he even gets, he gets to experiment and branch out even more in Planetary. Like it really is one of the like the artist is half the draw in it. So. All right, guys. Please, yeah. please review Cave Crisis on iTunes. Zoom. Uh, comment in the articles; they're really nice. And oh, yeah, go see the articles because the com- all the comics we talk about will be linking there. And if you want to buy them, it'll uh, kick a couple pennies back to us without costing you anything. Yeah, and I love comments. Thank so. All right, on with the show. <laughs> Welcome back to the second segment of Cape Crisis number four. Um, so there was a news story I missed. Uh, I need to know about time. this. Yeah, you well, you had reminded me about it, but I was familiar with it. Was um, Robert Kirkman is uh, currently being sued over uh, the money for Walking Dead, mm-hmm. the Walking Dead games by his uh, for the Walking Dead everything yeah. by his co by the uh, co creator slash original artist on the series Tony Moore. Yeah, it's so bizarre because they're the what? They're old friends. They created the issue together. Yeah, Tony did the first six issues, like set up the whole world, designed most of the main cast mm-hmm. that appears in the show, and now he wants more of the money. Like he he did have I from what I had heard through Robert Kirkman and his lawyer, mm-hmm. like that. Did you talk uh, to them? Yes, I got a <laughs> comment from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I had heard, like uh, Tony Moore was getting some of the money. Like he was definitely getting money. He wasn't being screwed out of it, but he Tony Moore feels he deserves more money. Uh, according to this article on the Hollywood Reporter, because that's ah, how big that, it is. That's how big it is. Yeah. Uh, he he says uh, he claims he signed a deal granting him sixty percent uh, of the comic publishing net proceeds, which I would assume meant I would assume would mean just the comics. Yeah, that'd but, still be a ton. But when when it's in quotes, is in comic publishing net proceeds. So mm-hmm. what does that? Mean. Well, I would figure that just means like the trays, the single issues, everything that's been published with Walking Dead on but it. Isn't, so. But now there are DVDs that have been published with Walking Dead on it. And, and I imagine the eight. budget for the AMC show is probably rivals. Uh, have you seen that show's the records it's been breaking? Mm. It's, no, it's the only show I've seen really? other than Mad. Yeah, like it's the biggest thing on cable. Period. Yeah, and I cable's kept, bigger than everything else now. I kept hearing such bad things about the second season, though, that I was surprised. I, the... I can't. I can't get into it. I mean, um, I, I got out of it immediately because I've said this a thousand times. Game of Thrones, red, mm. and a little bored, and didn't want to wait to see. I wanted to see two things in that show, and once mm. I saw them, like cool. I'm glad I got to see those. They look like I, I'm, I like the way, them. not the way I imagine them, but I'm like I'm, I love the way they envision them. It was I wanted to see a couple of characters, and I really want to see the Tyrion, the prison Tyrion's in when he goes up to the Red Keep. Uh, yeah, and, right. and, uh, and I saw that, and like after that, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to wait every week. But then Walking Dead, I watch it, and like this is 
What the fuck is Shane doing walking around? Yeah. Uh, what the yeah. fuck is he doing? Uh, Why uh, are they going to the CDC? And the CDC. The CDC. I think that was a bad and irritating episode. That was a, and that was the one. That was the taste they leave in your mouth in mm-hmm. between the seasons. It was a bad season ender. Yeah. And it wasn't all bad. There's just like a couple of moments, like. Yeah, this is a, it, Walking Dead. Something that'll kill off a character any second, but like right. just that random black lady. I'm staying. Andrew's like me too, and then <laughs> I love Dale's. Not you, Andrea. Like, what about the other lady that's killing <laughs> yeah. herself? You don't give a fuck. Like, no, nobody does. Apparently, that's why she's staying behind with Truman's best friend from the Truman Show. That's uh, that's <laughs> kind of what grew about the show too. Is that it's like I don't know the way that it sort of deviates from the book is not a big deal. But then I see all mm-hmm. these complaints about the second season where it's like. There's not enough zombies. There needs to be more killing. And then, like, mm-hmm. any episode that's more about the characters and the interactions between them people get gets pissed. a lot of shit. Like, yeah. people get super angry about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, why? Like, I mean, I get it, but it's like, you can only have so many back-to-back episodes of people going, and, like, running it at you. It would get know? pretty old. Like, right. It, I, I still think it's an interesting enough universe to uh, harness multiple stories, mm-hmm. even with the same characters. Yeah, and I don't yeah. need the same things to happen. And then, but of course, I hear like you know they're at the fucking farm. Glenn's getting laid. Uh, it's <laughs> that's that's just what I hear. Like I don't want to spoil anything for you, but they're at a farm. I'm like, man, shut up. I'll tell you where <laughs> they're going after the farm. Um, I heard. Uh, well, I heard they did change some things, some other things. Of course, yeah. they're changing a lot of stuff, and I sort of appreciate that. No, I do, I do too. I and mean, then Kirkman is involved. But that the big stuff, like I don't know. Like I'm glad they're going to the farm. I like where that's leading. I like that there's a governor coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that, but then the other stuff they change in between makes the stuff they keep more trivial. Yeah, yeah, I think. And so. the people, I, the people they keep alive and introduce, like who the fuck? Is? I mean, that yeah. is its sort of appeal, though, is that even if you read the comic books, you're not entirely sure what direction the show is going to. But why can't it be like the Law and Order, where like uh, a great fucking actor shows up for a couple of episodes just to get murdered later on? Like I mean, Colonel Clink, yeah, <laughs> like like Christian Slater could show up for a couple episodes. Like you know these zombies, <laughs> ah, my throat. I feel like I prepared that just so I could try a Christian Slater impression, but I really didn't know I had one. Uh, All right, but I, I I do think I do think this is interesting, and yes, it's the biggest look uh, drawing seven point three million viewers. And that if you look crazy. like The Office, doesn't pull that. Wow. And it's that broadcast the free over government airwaves, and like it, that. And I will also say. That uh, other than Mad Men, and to a way larger extent, Walking Dead, every ad is tailored to The Walking Dead in that it's somehow zombified, and and since it's zombified, it's not shown anywhere else other than Walking Dead. <laughs> wow. Uh, huh. and, I mean, you know, it's not shown on like mainstream television because there's a zombie in my Chevy commercial. I don't want to see that. Uh, but yes, whatever. I'm behind Kirkman. I'm a writer. Uh, <laughs> met the guy. He retweeted me once. We're practically best friends. That's right. Uh, okay, so uh, this uh, in the second segment we addressed the previous week's question of the week, and that was waiting. Do you wait for the trade, Michael? I know you've like basically have never bought a single issue in your life, probably not so. in my life. That's not true. Uh, I bought lots of bad, uh, you know, zero issues and foil variants back in the uh, day. Yes, yes, but yeah. original title for this program, <laughs> foil variant. But as a but as a grown-up who is responsible for buying your own comics. No, yeah. It's it's straight-up trades or primarily things I borrow from you. Right. Or single issues <laughs> which that my are trades. Which, yeah, which are trades. Which are You are my new library, Hank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. That's another reason why I can't ever quit. I gotta, you know, I'd have to start buying my own comics. Uh, Let's see. So uh, I wanted to start with um, a couple people. Uh, Spades Slick and uh, Nathan Explosion both said that they... We're going with single issues just out of impatience. Mm-hmm. Like Spades says, um, I never read trades. I'm far too impatient. It's, if it's a good story, I want to know what happens next immediately. I just read most of my comics digitally as a result, unless it's something I really like and I'll get it in the monthly trip to the comic store. Mm-hmm. Uh, though somebody else wrote in uh, saying that that comic store isn't so... or they, they have another more practical reason for only reading single issues. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Lucky Seven. Living in Pakistan, comics aren't as readily available, and uh, shops almost exclusively carry single issues. Since huh. trades never show up, the single issues are what I get. 
Comics available are only the few popular ones like Batman, Spider-Man, Avengers, etc. So I read a lot of stuff digitally. What's, he doesn't have like a Amazon.pk or something over there? What's, <laughs> what's their code? I don't know. There could be weird laws and red tape for that. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Oh, what, like you a, know, sometimes you forget that you can just hemorrhage money here and waste it on all kinds <laughs> of things and not care at all. <laughs> it's falling on me so fast. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, I don't know how to make anything. <laughs> I'm America. Sorry, I'm ruining the comics podcast, no, and especially Darth, for middle America. No, and Darth Orange had a different approach. So he mm-hmm. said, as much as I prefer single issues, uh, I stopped buying weekly because it just got to be too expensive. I stopped at the mm-hmm. end of the Marvel Dark Reign, and when DC had just finished Black and Blackest Night, now I just wait for the trade and pick them up cheap, either at my local comic shop or online. Is mm-hmm. Blackest Night the Martin Lawrence sequel? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is that a good well, it's joke? A, it's yeah, the, no, it's the it. second okay? sequel after Blacker. Is that okay? Yeah, Black Knight. Uh, Shanghai way, Nights. That is the most racist official poster I think I've ever seen in my Black entire Knight? life. Black Knight? Black Knight. It's not that. Oh, he's, he's wearing like a green jersey. He's and, literally wearing a fucking sports jersey and glasses and like yelling holla and holding up a sword. Yes. I don't it, it Sorry. <laughs> I, I just... I, I want to just... If the title was switched out, it says like starring Tracy Jordan. I would have totally believed. Well, it. Tracy Jordan. Well, is Tracy Jordan Martin is. Lawrence. Well, he started as Martin Lawrence, and then Tracy Jordan just became Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Uh, Tracy oh, well, Morgan let's is, let's not forget Moon Knight, classic comic book character. <laughs> bringing it back. Thank oh, you. Well, I, okay, that's the walk, what brought up the Walking Dead. I saw uh, John was his. Well, this is on the Laser Time forums. LaserTimePodcast.com. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, since I work at a comic book store, Jetpack Comics in Rochester, New York, uh, JetpackComics.com. Yeah. Dude, we got plo- we plugged the local store. That's pretty cool. We're heroes. Uh, I typically try out the first issue of a new ongoing. Uh, if it doesn't interest me on my first read, I'll wait until I hear things from customers. And that's like the most backwards thing I ever heard. Yeah. Until I thought about it. And like, you know, I work at PC Gamer and I can't mm-hmm. play every free-to-play beta League of Legends expansion uh, that comes out. I gotta right. wait. Yeah, I do wait till you do. You pro- we all probably do, right? Yeah, I do that with uh, with more so downloadable games. Than Shit, I'm bothering games. you to play Mass Effect too. It's You're tough. Right it's tough to find time between yeah. all my true. Uh, charity work. <laughs> <laughs> if it, this is not charity work, Hank. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, drunk horse and wells. This, some oh, wait, hold wait. on. Some series like The Walking Dead, oh, yeah. where uh, trade were trade waiters for me until I got to a point where I was running the risk of being spoiled every time a single issue came out. And I can only imagine if you're working at a comic book store, That's... occasionally somebody's going to come in and like, did you see like? And if I know co- people who come into comic stores, they're not going to say like, no, I didn't read that. Well. Spoiler, 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 anyway. spoiler, spoiler. Uh, well, you wouldn't believe that... <laughs> no, please, like, stop talking. Like, you're the only person I talk to. <laughs> you're paid to talk to me. Uh, right now I'm reading... I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait uh, for the trade. I'm going to uh, trade wait for the Incredible Hulk relaunch and the new ulti, Ultimate Spidey stuff, as well as some new DC, mainly Animal Man. What's the Incredible Hulk relaunch? Uh, that's Jason Aaron, one of my current new favorite comic uh, writers is uh, just relaunching The Incredible Hulk as The Incredible Hulk number one with Mark Silvestri as the artist. Like, I don't really know what the plot is because I'm waiting the train on that one too. But uh, <laughs> now, um, You know what? I, I For some reason, I really want to get in the Hulk. And I will... What should I do? Should I go digital? Just jump uh, in? You know, I would... I bet that one is available digitally. I would buy that first issue just to see yeah. if you like it. Yeah? Because uh, Jason Aaron's a great writer. So I, I still don't... It. I don't st- think at this point like I could read a single issue and have it grab me immediately. Do you? Uh, it's a lot to establish. Very rare, but it can happen. I feel like the first one issue of uh, a single issue of um, Why the Last Man did like yes. is good at that. That's fun, but then the world did end. Yeah, no, and it ends in a great cliffhanger. Yeah, but I think the only thing I read recently that was one issue that was like I really want to read the rest of this was that Red Lantern's relaunch. I really <laughs> like that. I thought that was like. Absolutely ridiculous, and that's something that I could get into. Yeah, I love the red lanterns and their vomiting blood. <laughs> Just pure rage, and I love anger. As a guy that's literally torn the Mad Cat's joystick <laughs> apart out of Street Fighter-induced rage, I appreciate the fact that anger is... Got any love for the, uh, the Street Fighter comics? No. No? no. <laughs> All right. I, I appreciate that Udon's been doing com- it for as long as they have, but it is not something I have. That was a conversation that went nowhere. Sometimes that happens. Absolutely not. Drunk Orson Welles says, I haven't bought a single All issue right, in over a decade. 
Oh, I'm I, doing my drunk horse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't bought a single issue in over a decade. I just don't have the money or patience to keep up month to month. Trades are just so cheap and so convenient that they're the only thing I buy. I'm with you there, Drunk Orson Wells. They're full of delicious penis. Who wrote this copy? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I fucking love that video. Oh, the, <laughs> what? God, please look up if you don't understand what we're doing right now, which I think is the greatest 10 seconds of audio ever. The Drunk Orson... Drunk Orson Welles commercials and then James Adomian <laughs> sketch yeah. purely based around like an, a viral video from the 1970s. <laughs> um, Alright, uh, I'm, I'm just going to do one more. Um, this is C-I-W-R-S. Uh-huh. Uh, since I live in the British countryside, the closest comic shop is probably at least an hour and a half train ride. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I have never experienced buying individual comics apart from Futurama Comics as a Get regularly stocked at my local supermarket. Uh, I got into comics through trades like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and books like Scott Pilgrim. However, the advent of DC Day and Date digital comics, I also have read several of the New Fifty Two. So that that's that is a cool thing about digital. Like I think digital is the only way that get me to try single issues again. Just yeah, because it's the total convenience of it. Yeah, just the immediacy. Like I I almost. Mm-hmm. If their app wasn't so horrible, I almost bought a, like a, a three dollar Archie comic over their digital th- distribution wow. thing. It was one of the yeah. Kevin Keller ones. I wanted to see oh, Betty Kevin Fox Keller Veronica. first. Jughead Cross Veronica. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was Kevin Keller the gay Archie. Um, but anyway, uh, it was like the first issue, and then I tried to buy it, and then it instead of downloading it because I downloaded a free thing from their thing and it worked fine, but instead of downloading. The issue, it took me to buy it on Amazon as a physical copy. I was like, what, what are you, this is your digital app. Why are you doing this? This makes what's, no fucking what's sense. What's the price on the digital distribution, like, per issue? Uh, they're usually the same. Like, you don't get any price breaks, See, even though it's not physical. I know. That's what's so weird about it, is that it's just like, I don't know, like, the same thing, I, like, I buy music at, you know, the local record store, because I just yeah. love having the physical store there, so I feel yeah. like I'd be obligated to... I'm going to spend the same price. Wow. I might as well just cart my ass down that to the comic e- store and give them some money. Exactly. So. I I love... I'm a bleeding heart, annoying shithead, liberal at heart, and I walk into these stores and I'm like, oh my God, buy something. Holy shit! This is 60% more than Amazon. I have well, to do was, it. But you can't buy single issues on Amazon. I'm just saying for everything. Yeah. Like yeah. I go to the comic store and yes. like on the back, it's like there's a little price above the UPC. That's like... Three times what Amazon charges. Hey, I, I held my head up with pride. I bought a was it the Death Ray that one? Yeah, I bought that at my local comic store, and I was like, I just paid seven more dollars for this than I would have ordered on Amazon, but I have it right now. And I went home and read it right then, and that was the uh, incentive. I'm still burned. We we lost we lost one of the street lights, and then I just I live next to a Rasputin music mm. store over near over near Touristy Union Square, but I love it. It's a fucking five stories of like used records, albums, DVDs, and ridiculous amount of VHS tapes for some reason yeah yeah, and, and that's great and, and so I, I knew what I wanted to buy I'm like I know what's coming out I want the Tron Blu-ray uh, Legacy and Original mm-hmm. uh, $65 for what's 40 on Amazon that's, and like oof. fuck like I thank god my phone doesn't work around here so I can cross check the price <laughs> so I did later and it hurt uh, but that's the biggest beating I ever took for uh, the kicker is though is that I mean half of that in, the inventory for like a store like that or a record store I guess is mm-hmm. it's used and like even a comic store they have used inventory there and that to me is the big incentive where do it's they, just like do they still I mean there's a couple places Amazing Fantasy out in the Outer Sunset and they sort of sell like yeah, okay, sell back issues. issues and stuff so they don't say issues. used but yeah yeah I never thought of those as used before yeah, but yeah <laughs> they're collector's items Grim I'm uh, sorry I'm sorry yeah pre-owned uh, yeah, that's right <laughs> you're smashing my worldview. that's right like three weeks later they go behind a glass case yes yes <laughs> I'm not gonna unlock this unless you're serious <laughs> uh, alright so we should move on. Should we? To... You don't have you don't have a lot of time filled. What? <laughs> hey, feels like we've, it feels like we've gone forever. Yeah, I know, but uh, all together you have made thirty three minutes worth of podcast. Let's see. All right. Well, then, uh, what about MTS? He says in my area of New Jersey, the comics uh, store, shops are few and far between, mm-hmm. so I usually buy trades off Amazon. 
Ooh, wait. I like what Ninja Squirrel says. Uh, what I've done pretty much lately is the opposite of how you guys in the podcast get into comics. I started with trades, and here's a resource we didn't say because I didn't know it still existed. Mostly from my local library, says Ninja uh, Squirrel. That's what, I for, well, I think ours does too. Yeah, the San Francisco library does have comics. I did. Uh, I do. believe I rented. Uh, is it a hundred bullets? That's the name. Yeah, hundred bullets. bullets. I rented. I think the first I've six. I've been that to that library a couple library. times, and I, they should just call it the homeless jerk off booth. Yes, the one downtown is not a good place that you ever want to go. It's so beautiful as a building. It, it, it's there are even better ones. Building. There are very beautiful libraries in the city, and they're not downtown. Mm-hmm. Not go to that one. I, there's other ones that are just gorgeous. They've got like lawns out in front, huge lawns with trees so it's like you go in there and you rent a book and come out and splay yourself out ah. gloriously in the sun and read your trade that you didn't pay for I mean support the <laughs> comics book in comic book industry. okay but then Ninja Scroll yeah, I caught up to current comments and now I read uh, I tend to read only in single issues I subscribe to a lot of new uh, the new 52 books at my local comics shop right and uh, I still read a lot of independent Marvel stuff mainly in trade hmm. well also uh, let's see here Raving Rude Boy I haven't bought a ravishing sorry. rude boy. <laughs> I <laughs> God damn it! All right, <laughs> I haven't bought a single issue in about ten years, and only got back into comics through discounted trades. That's how I really got into trades: is discounted ones. Mm. Uh, let's see. I bought a bag. Dark. I, I'm a I am a robot uh, who turns into a truck, and I find yes. no levity in this. That's a username. Uh, <laughs> says, what the fuck is a trade? I just torn everything except manga, which I buy. That is so fucking backwards. Like, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, if you're going to rip off anything, rip off manga. Like, Seriously, dude, it's so overpriced. Those it's already the, made its money. Yeah. Number, yeah. If you think reading a comic book, an American comic book, takes a long time, try reading manga. Like, it goes overnight. Like, I, I can read eight volumes of a series in the time it takes to read. Huh. One Spider-Man collection. And if you think uh, <laughs> comics are repetitive and uh, <laughs> circular and uh, do a lot of pacing yep. in one spot. To I'm sorry, sir. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I can't support that at all. That and I of, love stealing. That was one of my problems with uh, the series Battle Royale. Like, mm. uh, Have you read the Battle Royale ca- comics? I haven't read the comics. The, the movie is great. Yeah. I love the original movie. Finally and being com- remastered in HD. The comic carries... Uh, that storyline mostly, but then about halfway through, I feel the guy uh, realizes he didn't leave himself enough story, and so like he keeps padding it with flashbacks to the point it becomes like, well, I haven't seen Lost, but isn't Lost do like a flashback every episode? Yeah. Like it's horrible. that's that's what it became. <laughs> it's horrible. Like it was just oh, flashback to this. How what was this person like before mm-hmm. they were on the island? Like you're making me forget about the cool situation, yep. which is. High school people murdering each other on an island. Yes, like, most uh, people infer to backgrounds and uh, yeah. do not have to flash back to a cheaper location. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck it, you, Lost. I'm sorry. I'm still not so like padding to me. Ugh, I remember uh, Carolyn bought all the uh, Junji Ito Uzumaki like manga oh, books yeah. or whatever the horror ones, and those were actually cool because like it, they didn't feel like they were stretched out over like a few like you know volumes mm-hmm. uh, but they just had this unifying theme and like one or two characters that were recurring despite the fact that they all felt like short stories that were just kind of tied together throughout the same sort of thing and mm-hmm. that was well done because I never felt that was from beginning to end it was super fun to read but it didn't felt like it was padded out there was a lot of like you know running in place or whatever yeah that was a manga I really liked uh, and then I bought uh, there was another manga I really liked that I did purchase like didn't read in a scanlation mm-hmm. but uh, it was 20th century boys like i loved it 20th okay. century boys is so good hmm. but i get up to volume but it's it's uh every cliffhanger makes you want to read the next thing and i instead of go like i bought each next book to read what happened next i get to volume 14 and that's up to as far as they had localized and i was like when's the next one come out two months yep fuck that I want to know how this ends right now. That uh, the other half online. That series Berserk or whatever. Uh huh. I ended up just I, I just stole that. I fucking stole it every <laughs> week and I downloaded it because I really wanted to read it. But it was just like it was the same situation where it was just yeah. like only a certain part of it got localized and the rest of it was like this guy you know spent six months working on one issue or whatever because he's super exacting and then it would come out and it was like this this isn't coming over here so it was just like. 
here I am taking this again because I can't pay for it. It's like that Game of Thrones syndrome, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like I would pay for this, yeah, but I can't. You let me do it. Yes. I think in the future, I want to help prove this, all shows should launch first episode, second episode, and then you should have the option to buy the whole series. Well, that is what happened with uh, the first Netflix show, didn't it? They, well, they just launched the whole show. Yeah, they started it as, it was the show that... But you, can you imagine a show that just gives you a taste? Uh-huh. And like, we'll unspool these the rest of the week, but would you, would you pay $30 to watch the whole thing now? What if it's like Heroes, yeah. though? It's real good at the beginning. Holy and then it's shit. Just like, I get mad at Lost. There are well. few things in my life I, re- I resent more than every single second I watch fucking Heroes. Well, Heroes got bad as they continued to film it more. Like, uh, Are you okay? I have a little cold. Yeah? Look, please. All right. All right. Let's not call attention to it. People wouldn't even know I'm coughing if you guys wouldn't do it. I know, but like, in between you yawning and coughing, it's, it's, yawning. It, it, you feel like you're about to explode. Uh, I'm dying. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Uh, is this like this comic book dying or really dying? Yeah. I'll see, be back I'll in two years. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can I stay in your lair? Oh, come on. My apartment's not that bad. So, this week's topic mm. I want to talk about is called uh, Grumpy Old Men. Mm. So, I came to this one. Uh, this topic came a little bit late, but it always it had been on my mind. So when we did the uh, the pilot episode of this as a laser time... Oh, you uh, mean the first episode we published without thinking? Yes, which was... <laughs> half of it was me complaining about Watchmen, uh. and ta- the before Watchmen and the Watchmen prequel, and, and taking Alan Moore's mm-hmm. grumpy old man side on it, uh, it not needing to exist, which I still do. But um, but then uh, I still do mostly. Mm-hmm. But today they uh, <clears throat> there are a they, lot uh, of reasons for that not to exist. Yes, tons of them. Mm-hmm. But so today, uh, let's see what the name of that site is. On the site Sarafemera dot org, S E R A F A P A. Hey, that grim, and it's an organization. Sarah, I don't yeah. get it. Sarafemera dot org. They did like a crazy long mm-hmm. interview with Alan Moore. I mean, his first like big interview. Oh, wow. Since the prequels got announced, and in it, Moore still only do interviews with nonprofits. He well, yeah, well, in it, Moore came off as more crotchety than I'd seen him before. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't want to be that guy. It's hard I, for me to stand next to Moore. I know. He, I up until then, he'd been saying things I still agreed with, which is like, this is a total cash grab and cheapens this great work of art. Please don't do this. Like, don't. But. But this time, like he, he talks about how he hasn't talked to his Watchmen co-creator Dave Gibbons mm-hmm. in years because of the movie. Like he thought they had settled something there. No, no, he said in this re, in this interview that posted, uh, I think today or the day before. He's t- uh, let me find one of the pull quotes about uh, Dave Gibbons here. Gibbons is shameless. I mean, Al Moore gets a lot of shit, but it's like I really liked when he did that uh, movie with Damon Wayans. More money. Oh, dude, yeah, it's really good. Let's see here. So he says, "So here was the rule, like he did with V for Vendetta. He had this rule with Gibbons when they mm-hmm. made the. Uh, it's so weird saying his name mm-hmm. when they made the Watchmen movie. He said with, with Gibby. I'm having my uh, Al Moore says I'm having my name taken off this film and what? giving all the money to my co-creators." Mm-hmm. But he said that um, that he the only thing he asked of Gibbons was that Gibbons give him a call and say thanks for the money, Alan. That's oh, all God. he said. He said he wanted just a thank you. He's like, I just gave you all the money that could be mine. Just take it. And and then Alan talks does sound slightly paranoid where he says like, oh, they approached my best friend. To see if he'd write what he said, they approached my best what? friend Steve Moore to see if he'd write the uh, Watchmen video game, and then when I said no, Which is better than the book, I swear. So, but then no. he says, "Oh, when I said said no to helping DC with something else, then they fired my friend from the video game, and then they said he was going to write the novelization of Watchmen, mm-hmm. but then when I said." But then when I got mad at uh, Dave Gibbons and told him I wouldn't do prequels, then they fired my friend off Watchmen. I was like, you sound really paranoid. Yes, guy. very paranoid. Really? And I don't like that kind of shit because I see every I, I see those VH1 behind the music. Creative people break up and then like 
in uh, so many of those conversations and, and then not even a phone call. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. And especially if you required him, call me. You know what you do? Call me and thank me. Fuck yeah. you. Fuck. You know how much like my that's so undignified that's and how much gross. that would be worth to me not to do. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. Like it's not that you're giving him the money. You are asking him to debase himself <laughs> in exchange yeah. for the money yeah. and it's like that's really weird. That's yeah. like a crazy power trip kind yes, of thing. Yes, dude. Fuck. And and so Moore keeps going on and on about how like um, he can't trust anyone with DC. That he put in like his contracts now. That if I work with you as a company and you get bought with DC, that nullifies any contract we had, and the rights all go back to me, and I get all the money back. Like he he says that even though he had some friends who worked at DC, mm-hmm. he said he will never talk to them again. He's done with Gibbons too, and then. <clears throat> Then he had this other quote um, uh, that how they offered to give him back the rights to Watchmen if mm-hmm. they he'd give approval to the sequels and prequels after they were produced. And he says, uh, they presumably feel that it is no longer, it, Watchmen, is no longer worth much value to them compared to the potential value of the sequels and prequels. Mm-hmm. They're giving me back the spent carcass of a book I was once very, very proud of. What the and fu- it's Yeah, he's... It's also weird that he's mm. so full of himself, like yeah. so. Like I got so much more left in me. Do you? No, he hasn't created. How you doing, a long buddy? Time and though you read Promethea, his yeah. no, his Prometheus work from really the good. late '90s was I love still from hell. great. I think From Hell is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I really like Prometheus. He's done lots of amazing League of things. Swamp Thing stuff. Swamp Gentlemen. Thing, great. But what Swamp- about the one with the uh, 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 fairy tale woman? That's fucking? Yeah. Look, man, that's yeah. It was an experiment. But it, it, no, no, no. There's no reason the, to overlook the very it. subject matter makes him hypocritical on all fronts. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think at the same time, though, he's like he's very European in the sense that I know it's going to push Americans' buttons if I'm fucking with like really you know ridiculous sexuality right now. And that kind of not even saying like take the money or anything, but like just the outright refusal to let anybody else enjoy. Yeah. I, right. I'm not, I can't say I want to see another Watchmen, but I'm curious. I got, Fuck that. Absolutely then, not. One of, his, one of the crappiest things he says here that really pissed mm-hmm. me off that made him sound like mm-hmm. like he still seemed like he was a current guy, or at least who, you know, even though he's in his like sixties, I think, like he was mm-hmm. still knowledgeable about what was going on. Then he says this. I said, as far as Watchmen was concerned, I don't really think that there was any talent in the mainstream comic industry that could work that could work on <laughs> Watchmen. And he said, if there had been, they presumably, sometime over the last 20 to 25 years, would have perhaps come up with something that was as good as Watchmen, or as notable, or as memorable, wow. after, they'd already show, after they'd already been shown how to do it. Now, wow. now let, me, let me just say something. <laughs> yeah. I realize that like, when he was working on Watchmen, that was a situation where he was probably still under some sort of control, where it was like yeah. they yeah. were saying, you have to do this. Because mm-hmm. yeah. as much as I like Promethea and From Hell, those things have titanically retarded passages that are just the biggest yeah. self-wankery you've ever seen in anything where <laughs> it's, it's just him blathering for like thousands of words about whatever stupid fucking thing like about Wiccan paganism or fucking the Illuminati and like London City or the history structure. of ball the history like and it's just completely B-A-N-L. self-indulgent and it's like almost unreadable it's yeah. so bad but then Watchmen is one of the few things before he hit that point where it was mm. just like that's still in there to a degree, but it's not offensive. It works. Yeah. But then, like, when he gets after that, and you know, he gets blown up critically, and he just mm-hmm. starts sucking his own dick, and it well, becomes this ridiculous, like, Ouroboros of And asshole. he has no editor that he can tell him what to do. Exactly. Like, though, which, which is cool in yeah. one point, but then, like, there's huge portions of those things where it's when just I, bad. When I was reading from Hell, I... Like the one, the architecture issue. Yes, that is, that is like a fucking eighty-page section. It gives you a, the, it gives the finger to anyone who thought they were enjoying the book to that point. But when I was reading, I was like, I hate reading this, but I love that you can do this. Yes, like you got exactly. to do this, and this is what you wanted to do. And it, when you get to the last page, you're like, this did have a point. I get it. Like right. it wasn't totally pointless, but. I still don't know if it was worth 80 pages to tell me about the architecture of London. But my bigger annoyance was that he was just like throwing under the bus everything that's been produced oh, yeah. since Watchmen. Like, really, Alan Moore? Nothing since Watchmen? Like, I even say Watchmen is like, has something, has a comic book 
that's been published by a major comic book publisher yeah. had the same impact on storytelling that Watchmen had? Probably not. No. The fact, <coughs> the fact that he but, can overlook like Gen 13 and what works like that is just... <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like... Like he looks over his 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 compatriots, people who I've seen him write forwards to in their books. Like Warren Ellis did the series Planetary, which mm-hmm. uh, in its best issues, not every issue was on par with Watchmen, but I'd say its best issues were like it. Uh, Planetary is a, is an amazing book. Yeah. Same with like Sandman by Neil Gaiman, yeah. so good, and also a compatriot of his. <coughs> and then just that he he seems so uninformed. He goes, he mentions later in it. That he doesn't even read comics anymore. Yeah, yeah. So then, oh, so you never read them. You don't even know. How can you even talk shit about current comic writers that, well, obviously they're not as good as me or they wouldn't need to copy me. I, <laughs> I, I, you, I, I don't want to get into like personal details of my life or situation, but you guys might. Just listening to him talk makes <laughs> me want to be a better employee where I work. <laughs> and stop complaining about certain things and mm. just... Yeah, like it, it's it's just it's making me feel like an asshole about several stands I've taken, and it does. Well, if anyone has earned the right to be a prick, Alan Moore, yes. I would say has. Yeah. Like he's whatever. I, he has produced things, but I also talk relative to our company. There's another <laughs> thing, though. He had a good. He had one thing that's insightful to me that I think is true. That he said they're doing the Watchmen prequels, not that they've run out of ideas, mm. but. I think he, he says that uh, probably Warner Brothers is giving them yes. pressure from on high to produce something that will be very, very popular. Right. Mm-hmm. And well, Watchmen is that thing. Anything that you can establish that's popular like that uh-huh. is even... That's why sequels get greenlit every day. Because yeah. if you can establish a property that people like and they're familiar with, that makes the next sequel yep. that much more automatically lucrative. Yep. Yep. Like, even if you fuck it up, there's still that installed user base that'll Hollywood come back and business, it. but it's, it's like, it, Hollywood's a business, obviously, but... Well, so is comics, so is anything of, else. It's like, when you kind of make money... I mean, that's what makes Alan more funny, is no, that, like, he's this super artiste, yes. but at the same time, he kind of represents himself on the business level, too, and but it that, just becomes like... And then he starts doing that, and it's like... But I, it's, it's the way I learned... I, I, to explain to myself and people who ask why entertainment is today the way it is because it's all built the business is built around minimizing risk right yeah, and yeah, you have experts yeah. all around you and I'm looking right now what is what is out there you got a cheapy uh, movie Project X on the top of the box <laughs> office God, a fucking really? Dr. Seuss book and a classic book by, Bur- uh, by uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs because yeah. nobody wanted to take the chance on the small film they t- there's no. the, 11 dollar, the 11 million dollar film is number three the hundreds of million dollar films that are based on established properties they assume people want to see are at number one and two. Yeah. I, there's, uh, it's a really interesting read. I believe it's on The Vulture, mm-hmm. but it's about John Carter, and it's really a cool read. Oh, I think I read that, it? too. Yeah, yeah. it's because it's about how the guy that made it was from Pixar, and he's the biggest John Carter fan on Earth, and he made this movie made as like a passion man. project. Yeah. And, he, and basically, so he had carte blanche from Disney to make this, and they didn't like oversee anything. And then that's like that's why all the trailers suck, and that's why no one cared because he oh, made it under yeah. the assumption that everyone knows who John Mars is, or John, John Carter <laughs> from Mars is, and everyone really cares a lot. So when it's, you just see him, it's going to be amazing. What was the decision to not call it John Carter of Mars, like yeah, it John Carter, play, like what the, the fuck thing, kind of title one thing is that? that? Really worries me with John Carter. The way the blame's going around is like I don't like supporting anything that blames like this artist had too much freedom. Like, exactly, I don't want yeah, that's yeah. a. And that's a point Alan Moore makes that I don't like either, that he just... Uh, I, well, I do like the bigger point he's making is that why are the... This is how I think mm-hmm. he means it. Can I, can I read this why? super fast? <laughs> yes. I looked, I looked it up because of Andrew Stanton because it's like such a damning quote uh-huh. that he said a long time ago. Uh, because the rumors, like he, like he, the trailers, like yeah, I love this. I'm cutting this together myself. Yeah, yeah. But he cut together the trailers himself, and then like, it, like when he was working on the movie, he said, uh, "We came to this movie so intimidated. Wow, we're at the adult table because they're coming from Pixar." Three months in, I said to my producer, "Is it just me, or do we actually know how to do this better than live action camera crews do?" Uh, the, the crews were shocked that they couldn't overwhelm me. But at Pixar, I got used to having to think about everyone else's problems months before all their pieces would come together. Yeah, like, boy. It just never say anything like that before yeah. your movie comes that out. That was the biggest kicker, too, is that a lot of the... Well, it's funny because the Vulture articles definitely... It quotes, like, Disney sources that were, like, you know, on the business side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But their whole take is that 
this guy didn't know ab- anything about making a live action movie. Like they came to him for like imagine. early, like you know SFX, like you know big action sequences for the trailer mm-hmm. to cut, and he had none of that, like none of it. And it's like, well, and that's what they needed to like sell a fucking whiz bang trailer to retards. Like, yes. here's a big fucking <laughs> special effects orgy, so that you're gonna care about John Carter. And this one, or start writing a script whiz bang trailer for retards, <laughs> or something um, like that. Sorry, Hank. Go ahead. The Alamore's bigger point that I agree with mm-hmm. is that. Uh, these people should be making original things, not copying his old stuff. But then that, like, but then his point where he says, "Well, if they were good, they would have made something new." They were make. They've been making original things. Yes. There's been original things all this time. And I think the the biggest issue from that too comes that Watchmen is like a sort of self reflexive like mm-hmm. meta commentary yeah. on yeah. an entire history yeah. of comics yeah. that were not made by you ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. don't tell me that you are the fucking yeah. god and creator of this thing, or that it's created... wholly original. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. It's built on the backs of giants. Like yes. he, I it, saw Incredibles first. Therefore, it did. A, <laughs> it's so weird for him. Like I've never seen him so full of himself. I, I'm looking at the movie, <coughs> and I didn't. This weird little fact that they don't really dis, they don't disclose what movies make on DVD, mm-hmm. but it's rumored to be three or four times what it makes at the box office, which yeah. they do disclose. Uh, Not and anymore. It, but and yeah, like Watchmen didn't come anywhere close to making its budget. Uh, it's oh, made yeah? its production budget back. Well, I mean, it was. Twenty million dollar shot, yeah, which is sort of yeah. huge. Yeah, there was oh, but and this also reminded me of how the grumpy old man plural mm-hmm. like it reminded me how sad I was last year when Frank Miller like oh like, he turned oh, out he was an asshole. And well, he turned out all of his <laughs> he, work. He had slowly <laughs> it really it marred his work so much for me, dude. Yep. Like I can't look, I can't look at it anymore. Yeah, but it just is Frank Miller late last year in mm-hmm. November, like. He didn't like the Occupy movements and called them <laughs> louts, thieves, and racists. Uh, uh, rape, rapists. Ah, yes. Rapists. Yes. An mm-hmm. unruly mob fed by Woodstock era nostalgia and pult- putrid false righteousness. These but clowns he... can do nothing but harm America. I hope he beat his chest, it took the flower <laughs> out of his breast pocket, and yelled, I'm from Hollywood Ugh. at the exact same time. And, and then. Yeah. And he was the a same guy that uh, what was what was the book that he wrote that was gonna uh, like holy holy terror holy terror that I, that I think fighting. that's the fucking that's Wiley e. Coyote running off the cliff and then looking <laughs> down and going whoops I this is what I am yeah. Ugh. and then he was just like oh go back to your mama's basements and play Lords of Warcraft or better <laughs> yet enlist in the real thing the real army yes maybe our military could whip some of you into shape because your real enemy is. Uh, he, well, well, how do you put it? Uh, maybe between bouts of bouts of self pity and all the other tasty tidbits of narcissism you've been served up the- in your sheltered, comfy little words, you've heard of terms like Al Qaeda and Islamicism. Like that is like beyond what George Orwell. That's like the most fascist <laughs> shit in the history of time. It's like all you dumb young people need to get in the fucking military and get whipped in the shape and then fight a race war against someone. The last her- <laughs> by the time I heard something that stupid. I accepted the fact that I didn't get a tip for the Chinese food and walked back to my car and left the old folks home and asked, uh, asked my boss never to send me back there on a delivery. Uh, there was the same deal like he... You also- know, it's the Jews, right? Like, yeah, I know, Frank. It's... <laughs> I know. It's like, well, it's, I don't want to get old. I'm I just go. afraid that no matter what happens, my poor mind will fail me, and I'll start saying things like that. And it's just like, God, someone throw me off a cliff. Think of the, think of the yeah. most racist <laughs> member of your family. Uh, my Norwegian grandpa, who... Yeah. Double it? Yeah. There you are. <laughs> Damn it! And then also, like he in a, in a separate one, when he was talking about holy terror, he, yeah. he kept saying, "Like I'm too old to serve my country in any other way. Otherwise, I'd gladly be pulling the trigger myself." Other than <clears throat> art with people with caves, and then people in the <laughs> comments were like, "Well, hey, if you feel this way, why the fuck didn't you sign up for the army when you were drawing your little funny books when you were thirty? <laughs> why didn't you join then and shoot people, huh?" Oh, uh, oh! It's only when you could dress yourself up in the American flag after nine eleven and like tout that at every turn. Yeah, put on yeah. your RoboCop production jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking making RoboCop when he should have been in the army learning to shoot Arabs. <laughs> what a fucking asshole! If I ever see that guy, I swear to God, I'm gonna punch him in the stomach. 
Maybe well, not. Not, not really you. hard. Not really hard. Well, he's pretty old. He might kill. Is he old? Fortunately, he's at least like irrelevant now. Like people, yeah. people still respect Alamora a bit because he's not completely crazy like Frank Miller. Well, he's not a fascist, and I still <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That yeah, and Al Alamora still says things that I agree with. Like yeah. in, you should. This is a way in-depth interview, definitely worth reading. Like mm-hmm. for you can see the business reasons behind stuff. But it just made me so sad that he's like. He has, he's lost most of his friends from this and just his total mm, yeah. fear. Like, he also just doesn't want to. It sounds like he doesn't want to do comics at all anymore, like, ever again. He's just like, the whole comic industry just depresses me and it rapes people, and I don't even have a does, copy of Watchmen in my house anymore. Does he express mm. what he likes to do? Does he paint? Does he, I don't know. He doesn't need to do he anything. He doesn't need it, but he's yeah. clearly he, a creative person, and he, he went above and beyond to create something that wasn't around. Yeah, he wears yeah. lots of nice rings and grows his yeah. facial hair. Oh, okay. yeah, he got interested in magic. That yeah, he's funny. interested in a lot the, of... The card game or, like, the, no, the craft? Yeah. No, he's a tournament-level player. He's really good. No, he uh, has a blue control yeah. deck. It's really good. <laughs> As in Crowley-type magic. Yes. Like, really? Yeah. yeah, for real. Yep. Really. That's what Promethea is kind of about. Yep. Though so, I li- I loved Promethea. I loved wait, wait, Was there a question? Here. No, well, okay, so my question was, <laughs> Sorry. have you, are, like like these two, have, oh. have you ever, is there a creator that got old and then became irrelevant to you or saying stuff that you didn't agree with anymore? Or, Does it have to be in common? Or just became, well, okay, if you want, if you can't think of an example other than Al Moore, Frank Miller, like, like, we can expand out of comics, but yeah, just any creator who either outgrew you or outgrew the times or, you know. And then just started saying crazy shit that you're like, you're not the writer or artist I enjoyed at one point. Like, hmm. what happened to you? Hmm. So, uh, share that in lasertimepodcasts.com slash forums. In the comic discussions, there'll be a page for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that's it. I think uh, getting a little late on the old clock. So, <laughs> uh, keep going to lasertimepodcast.com. Uh, Batman the podcast, also... Uh, to check out uh, our sister shows, VG Empire and la- the original show, Laser Time. Uh, and you can just go to hulkdick.com to ooh, ooh. S- learn all you can about Cape Crisis. And check, uh, keep checking the Laser Time homepage just because I post uh, several things on it. Uh, a bunch already. of new stuff coming this week. Yeah. yeah. Be nice. excited. So, uh, anybody else want to. I do it like I really do like the little thing we had at the bottom of Cape Crisis pages where like the comics we talk about if they're available in cheap trades on Amazon you just click those little things below where the podcast is below the donation button which is nice too uh, but if you don't want to donate anything just buy shit it doesn't cost you extra and you kick back like a couple pennies from your purchase to us you do it enough times dozens of pennies we're rich <laughs> We can afford cheap domestic beer. Yeah, yeah. Navy burrito. Look at all this Pabst. <laughs> it's, right, not, it's not us degrading ourselves. It's just what it is. Good all night, right. folks. Good night. Thanks for listening. More. You wrote my favorite issues of Radioactive Man. Oh, really? So you like that I made your favorite superhero a heroin-addicted jazz critic who's not radioactive? I don't read the words. I just like when he punches people. How do you make his costume stick so close to his muscles? <sighs> Mr. Moore, will you sign my DVD of Watchmen Babies? Which of the babies is your favorite? You see what those bloody corporations do? They take your ideas and they suck them. Suck them like leeches until they've gotten every last drop of the marrow from your bones. Hey, teacup, why don't you chill out? Very well. <laughs> oh, little Lulu, I love you, Lou, just the same. <sighs> the following has been a Laser Time production. To find out more, go to BatmanThePodcast.com.